0: This morning is the second Sunday of Advent for 2020. It is, however, also the 6th of December. The 6th of December happens to be the Feast of St. Nicholas, named for Nicholas of Myra. The city of Myra is now the city of Demre in the modern nation of Turkey. And Nicholas was the Bishop of Myra, and it is from this bishop, known for his exceeding generosity that the stories and legends of our modern-day Santa, Saint, Claus, dropping the end and contraction of Nicholas, Santa Claus, originate. Saint Nicholas lived in the late 200s and the early 300s. And what this means is that Nicholas was one of the many bishops who participated in the Council of Nicaea in the year 325. The Council of Nicaea was called to respond to the teachings of the heretic Arius. Arius taught that Christ was a separate being and different from God the Father, just slightly less than God. Arius' famous or more accurately infamous statement was, There was a time when Christ was not. How do we know that Arius was wrong about the nature of Christ? Because the first few words of the Gospel of John, which we recite together at the close of the celebration of every Mass, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him not anything made that was made." go on through the rest of the passage and it is clear that the word is Jesus. John in his gospel gave us a very clear Bible reference to the co-equal and co-eternal nature of Christ God the Son with God the Father. It is because of the Arian heresy that we have the Nicene Creed which we recite each time we meet to receive the Eucharist. It is the Nicene Creed in which we affirm the Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, consubstantiation, consubstantial, meaning of the same substance, with the Father by whom all things were made. It was the heretical teaching of Arius, that Christ was somehow a created being or a naturally begotten rather than eternally begotten person, thereby making Christ less than God, that forced the church to make a formal declaration in the form of the Nicene Creed that makes a clear statement in large, bold print so nobody misses it, that Christ is fully God, co-eternal with the Father. The church had always believed it, but it took the occasion of battling a heresy for the church to see the need to write it down formally. And that is how formal declarations of the church work. The church believes something and continues on about its business until somebody or some development of events creates a need to make a distinct, clarifying statement as to what exactly the church believes and why. The lack of a distinct statement previously is not a sign of the lack of belief in something. It is the sign that nobody had challenged what the church universally believed until then. Returning our attention to the beloved St. Nicholas, when all of the bishops gathered in Nicaea for the sake of the council, which would over the days ahead draft what would ultimately become the Nicene Creed, Nicholas saw Arius across the great and crowded hall in which they were gathered. According to the stories that came out of the council, when Nicholas saw Arius across the hall... Nicholas made a beeline straight to Arius and as soon as within reach grabbed Arius and proceeded to punch him directly in the face, knocking Arius to the floor. Because of this violent outburst, Nicholas was placed in house arrest for a few days. And now you know, rather than having a belly belly like a bowl of jelly shaking every time he laughs, the real Saint Nicholas was... Actually, quite a brawler. Besides a little historical trivia, why is this story about St. Nicholas important? That question returns us to Advent and our passage for today. Our passage today tells us of John the Baptist, who was out in the wilderness, baptizing people for the remission of their sins. I will again invite your attention to the gospel reading from John, which closes our every celebration of the Mass. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. I bring these elements of the liturgy to your attention so that you can have a better understanding of why they are there. The Nicene Creed provides a concise confession of the Catholic, that is the universal, throughout the whole of genuine Christianity, faith. The creed serves as a teaching tool to remind everyone who recites it each of the truths of Jesus essential to his identity as God the Son and therefore essential for our salvation through his sacrifice on our behalf. The final gospel of our liturgy, the reading of that first portion of the gospel according to John, a closing reading to say that this is the most important thing about your faith and to remember as you depart to face the world, The final gospel reinforces in our minds every week that we serve Jesus Christ, light of the world, the world by which all creation was created, the word who was with God, the word who is God, and that God sent John the Baptist to tell the world that the light, that the word, that God himself in the person of Jesus was coming to the world and John was sent to prepare his way. And we see in our gospel text appointed for today, the first chapter of Mark, the first eight verses, that John the Baptist was indeed preparing the way of the Lord, Jesus, who is the Messiah, the Christ of God. First, John is preaching repentance for the remission, for the forgiveness of sins, and baptizing those who were repentant. There are a few points to draw from this seemingly small set of details. The first is that forgiveness of sin is the result of repentance. Repentance means to turn around and go the other way. In other words, quit whatever it is you are doing wrong and start doing the opposite. The start doing the opposite part is where we get the practice of penance. You see, repent and penance are two equally valid English translations of the Greek word metanoia, used in the New Testament. These words, however, have taken on different meanings in their modern English usage. As a result, we are in a position where we need to use both words to get the full sense of what John the Baptist was preaching to prepare people for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. John the Baptist cried out, Metanoia! Repent, turn around, stop committing the sin you commit. John the Baptist cried out, Do penance, do good, start doing the opposite of the sin you have committed. This is how you get ready for the coming of the Lord. This is how you prepare the way. This is how you make the Lord's path straight. Do you want to be ready to see God face to face? Repent and do penance, and you will be ready for the Lord. And John the Baptist makes clear it is the Lord, that He is the Lord we are preparing for. John says plainly, After me comes He who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized with water, but He will baptize you. With the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Lord is coming. He is so great, I am not even worthy to touch His shoes. Now, here it's important to remember that the tending of a person's feet was the work of slaves. John the Baptist is saying, He is coming, the Lord is coming, and I am not even worthy of being His slave. I baptize with water, but he, because he is the Lord, because he is God himself incarnate, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. This cleansing ritual of water you now see will be transformed into an effectual sacrament bestowing upon the baptized the seal of the Holy Spirit. This all occurred going on 2,000 years ago. John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. People would soon see Jesus for the first time for who Jesus really is, Emmanuel, God with us. Today, John's message is just as important as when he first said it. Today, especially in Advent, we turn our attention to the coming of the Lord, the coming again of the Lord. Today we must, just like they did then, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Today we must, in order to prepare, in order to make the path straight, today we must, Methanoia, repent and do penance and be ready for the Lord's return. Those wonderful lyrics, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom, captive Israel, are known to most Let us, this Advent, M'tanoya, repent and do penance. Stop, turn around, and go the other way. When we do, we can rejoice with the hymn writer, with those words of the hymn less frequently mentioned outside of singing it. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee. Amen.